My name is Matt Miller, the campus pastor of New City Church Shawnee, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and a special thanks to those who give financially to New City. Your giving makes this podcast possible. Now, I hope today's message inspires you to trust in and live like Jesus. If it does, I want to encourage you to click and subscribe to our podcast, share it on social media, maybe even send it to a friend in need. Man, enjoy today's message. Good morning. How are we doing today? Awesome. It's good to see you guys this morning. I see a lot of first... Thank you, Daniel. That's awesome. Let's give a hand to Daniel this morning. Great job leading us. See, Daniel, I embarrass guys. I forget to turn things off. No, that's awesome. Hey, guys, good morning. My name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors here at New City Church. And uh, every November, we begin to celebrate what God has done, and we begin to look forward to what we believe God wants to do. And we're going to do that today because can you believe it's already November? It happens quickly, right, every year. And so uh, we're going to jump in, and I want to kind of maybe kind of get us thinking a little bit, asking you a, maybe not a silly question, but a question. Raise your hand if you wear glasses or contacts. Keep them up, keep them up. And raise your hand if you have had LASIK. Like, we'll just include everybody. No, everybody, keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Now, when you take off your glasses or your contacts, does everything go dark or can you still kind of see? Yeah, we can still kind of see, right? And so I realized that I needed a glasses sitting in a church service. And uh, for me, when I took my glasses off, uh, things would just, when I got glasses, things would just be blurry. It wasn't like I went blind. Things were just blurry. And then uh, if I didn't put my glasses back on, I would do this. I would squint, right? Anybody, any squinters in the room when they take your glasses off, right? You squint. And then guess what happened if I squinted long enough? Yeah, it, the vision didn't get better. I got a headache now, right? And so... Uh, what I want to talk about today, I think this is a spiritual connection and observation, is that as we go into 2020, do you want to go into 2020 with a squinted headache spiritually, or do you want to go in with good, clear vision? i got to ask you that question. I mean, what do you want? I know what I want, but what do you want? Do you want to have a headache in 2020 and blurry vision, or do you want to know what God's called you to do? Again, I'm going to ask it again until you answer. Do you want, I mean, right? Like, because these are questions that I can't, as a pastor, answer for you, right? It's, it's a thing that I hope for us, but that you have to decide as a person, as a leader of your family, a leader of your household, hey, we're going into 2020 not with squinted eyes and headaches, but we want to be able to see clearly what God is asking of us. And today, um, what I want to do is I want to share some of those things with you. But for many of you, uh, I'm going to ask a second question just for this room. I think that'll help us a little bit. Uh, raise your hand if you never attended New City Church Shawnee when we were in the theater. You've never been to the theater before. Just raise your hand up real high. Now keep it up and look around the room. Uh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Okay. Now, because there's so many name, uh, so many hands that went up, today what I want to do is not just, uh, I'm not going to assume that you know what we've done in the past, but I'm not going to spend a ton of time on the past, but I am going to be inviting you, some of our newer hands in the room, I'm going to be inviting you to what we believe God is asking us to do in 2020, and I hope that maybe what you hear today is the thing that God goes, this is where I want you to be right? Uh, one of the core things that, I, that I've said a lot at New City uh, in our seven years, we're actually in January, we'll go into our eighth year. But one of the things that I've said consistently, and I'm going to say it again for our, our new hands in the air, is this, is that um, you're no longer allowed to go to church. You are the church. Like this is a building. It is not the church. 
Look to your left, look to your right. They'll, that's the church. Like if we, after church today, if we all went to Taco Bell, guess where the church is? It's Taco Bell, right? And, and man, talk about combining heaven and earth right there, right? And so, and so but, but I'm, what I'm saying to you is that you have to get in your mindset that church is not somewhere you go. It is you are the church. In the, in the Gospels, Jesus didn't call men and women to go build a building. He called men and women to follow him. And that is the same thing that we're going to echo here. It's an invitation every single day to follow Jesus. And it's fun to follow Jesus when you follow Jesus with a group of people who are also following Jesus. Because, man, I'm telling you, walking alone and trying to follow Jesus alone and then getting around people who have every ambitious thing except following Jesus is hard for a person alone to follow Jesus. But if you can link up arms with other like-minded people, who are passionate about pointing people to, to the Father and to the Father's things, then guess what, man? Life, life can be fun. Life can be fun. Um, here's the first confession. I'll kind of tell you what we're going to reveal to you today. In early September, um, 37 of our ministry leaders at Shawnee, and when I say 37, I'm not talking about 37 paid staff. When I say 37 volunteers, uh, 37 ministry leaders. I'm talking about ministry leaders on the worship and teaching team, uh, Kids City, Student City, Communications, Disciple Making, First Impressions and Connections. All of these uh, ministry leaders, we got together in early September and we made this confession and we asked this question. I'm going to put it up on the screen so you can see. And this is what we confessed and asked as we were heading into 2020. God, New City is your church. What do you want to do with us in 2020? What we didn't say, and the reason I shared with that, we didn't say, hey, God, here are all the things that we're going to do in 2020. We would love for you to be a part of it. We didn't start there. We said, God, this is your church. We belong to you. What do you want to do with us in 2020? Our goal, um, well, our goal was to discover where God is working and then join him in this work. Our goal is to come some experiencing God. If you've ever done the Experiencing God workbook, the goal was to identify where is God working and then aligning our lives, aligning our schedules, aligning our finances so that we could partner with God in what he was doing. In the seven years that New City Church has been going, uh, we've never been referred to as a lazy church right? We've never been referred to as a church with a bad reputation. Like we have a great reputation in the cities that we serve and minister to. And we've, 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 we've been effective in ministry. Kind of a little recap for new folks in the room. Over our first seven years, we've accomplished a ton of ministry. I'm going to refer to some more stuff in a second, specifics. But not to mention, in seven years, out of this campus, we've planted three other churches. You can clap for that. Thank you. So like this morning, Edgerton, this morning in Merriam, this morning in Loma Vista, men and women of a lot of shapes and sizes and colors have gathered to hear about Jesus and they're in conversations about Jesus. And, and, and it's because of the people of Shawnee who have invested to make those things happen. In the last year, uh, we moved from a theater just a mile down the road into this facility. And it's been a crazy whirlwind that I actually honestly forgot about. But this time last year, we were uh, staining concrete floors, Brandon. We were painting walls. We were, we were moving stuff in and out, and we were moving into this space. In the last seven years, we've taken on two uh, early learning academies. That's like preschools and daycares that we knew nothing about those things. We've had to learn about those. But now we have a bunch of little, in Loma Vista, there are 96 children who are part of Loma Vista's ELA. That's pretty awesome, right? And so um, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. A lot of stuff going on. 
But our goal hasn't been to see how busy we could be. The goal is, Lord, where are you working? What are you inviting us into? And how do we partner with you in that? And so there's a scripture that uh, has helped guide us, and it's my most favorite scripture in the entire Bible. I don't know if you have a favorite scripture, but my most favorite scripture is Matthew 6.33. This is one of the first scriptures I memorized as a young believer, and uh, man, it's just been honestly a guide for my life as much as I can understand it. And it's Matthew 6.33, and it says this. Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. Like, this is a scripture that if you're new to the Bible, or even if you've read the Bible for years, this one should be highlighted, underlined in your church. And I don't say that about every scripture, but the reason I say it about this one is because Jesus gives priority to something that he says is the most important. Let me read it to you again. But seek first, what guys? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Jesus doesn't say that the other things that we do and the other things that you do are bad. He just gives priority to something here. He says, there is something that I want you to do before you do anything else. There is something that I want you to do first. It doesn't come second. It doesn't come third. It comes first in your life. And it's this thing. Seek the kingdom of God. To seek the kingdom of God. In the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is asking his church, his people, every day, how do we say, God, how do I make your will and your kingdom a part of my life? Not what do I hope they do, but what do I do? Like, what's my responsibility to partner with you in seeking your kingdom? And to his followers, Jesus said, first priority, seek me and seek my kingdom. Now, that's, not, that's easier said than done, right? Because, well, am I? Am I not? I mean, I think that I'm seeking God's kingdom, but man, I'm, sometimes I'm not sure. And so saying this can be quite confusing. And on a personal level, it can be hard. But imagine now if you have a whole church. Imagine that you have all of these people who were trying to encourage to seek first the kingdom of God. We have a lot of ideas. We have a lot of opinions. How do we get all of those thoughts and things together so that we can go into 2020 with a clear vision? Isn't it fun that next year is 2020 and 2020 is perfect vision? And that's what we want to have next year. We want to seek first the kingdom of God. We want to have perfect, clear vision that not to be busy. The last thing I want to do in 2020 is be busy. I'm already busy. Anybody else busy? I'm busy. I don't need more things to do that makes me feel more spiritual, but I am totally engaged in, God, what are you doing that I can partner with? And so that is what I want to see us accomplish. Here's what we asked our team, those 37 ministry leaders to do. We asked them to walk through a seek process. I'm going to briefly explain this to you, and then I'm going to show you what, what was developed or what came out of it. And the S stands for the word surrender, right? If you had to get in the posture of surrender, what would that posture look like for you? If you had to surrender, where your hands go? <laughs> Anybody watch uh, Live PD or Cops? Right? When they say freeze, where do they want your hands? If you go and put them in your pocket, you might get shot, you might get tased, right? Don't tase me, bro, right? Your hands go up. And, and, and what we did first in this seek uh, pathway, guys, is we asked our ministry team leaders to surrender everything that we typically do at New City Church. There is a lot of ministry that happened since last Sunday to this Sunday here in Shawnee. A lot of different things have happened. And on our calendar throughout the end of the year, we have a lot of things scheduled that we're going to do to seek first the kingdom of God. But as we looked into 2020, what we said is, let's make sure that what we have planned on doing or the things that we've done in the past are still things that God is asking us to do. Let's not assume 
You know what happens when you assume things? Don't say it. But you know, when, when you assume things, sometimes you can mess up what God's asking us to do. And so here's how we asked the teams to surrender. Got these 37 people, and we broke them down into different groups. We had them break down into their ministry teams. So we had worship and teaching. We had communications. We had uh, um, uh, disciple making. We had facilities, Kid City, Student City, all of our first impressions and connections. And all of these teams began to meet on different days and different times with this first objective. And the first objective was, hey, we wanted you guys to get together for two hours, and we want you to pray, and we want you to surrender every single thing that your ministry typically does throughout the year. And what that surrender time looked like was like, God, like here is all the things that we do and we're going to give it to you. What do you want us to pick back up? What do you want us to change? What do you want us to leave alone? What do you want us to do? And so for two hours, we would pray corporately, and then the groups would pray separately. And they were listening for words. They were listening for themes. They would read scripture over one another. I mean, it was a fun spiritual time. If you've ever been a part of it, you might be thinking, these guys are all weird. Call us what you want, but man, it works. Because what happened is these 37 people began to get back together. They began to share what they heard during these prayer times. And there became to be themes. There were similar words that were being heard in all of these different groups. For example, uh, the words such as uh, family. Words like unity, belonging, and this idea of more. Like these were words that were, were coming up in, in the worship prayer team, in the Kid City prayer team, in the connections like, hey, family, unity, uh, belonging, and more. Like, man, there's this idea that, uh, that we believe, that before I even tell you some of the things we're going to do in 2020, that we believe as a church family that we're clear on is that God is inviting us in this room to belong. God is inviting you to be a part of a church that is unified. God is inviting you not to go to church he's invited you to be a part of a church family like listen this is important for us a lot of us we don't have family like that we don't have spiritual family you have family you yell at and you have family that you disagree with but you need spiritual family people that are pointing you towards Jesus people that are walking with you towards Jesus it doesn't mean that you ignore other people not at all that's not what it means at all but it means that you have people that care about your spiritual life and they love you enough they love you enough to speak truth into your life. And they love you enough to speak grace into your life. They just simply love you. And so we believe that. God has had this idea of, hey, in 2020, we want these folks to belong. We want you to know that you're known. We want you to say, that's not just my church. Man, that's my spiritual family. There are people there that care about me. Right? And, and for some, you may be going like, I don't connect with that. And we're going to do our best to change that. We're going to do our best to help maybe make that make more more sense. And so we went into the next part of the process after these guys surrendered. And the first E of the seek pathway is to, to engage. And that engage is I asked the team, we asked the team, hey, would you begin to dream within those themes? So you guys have given us these words. These are not words that I gave them. These are words that they're hearing from the Lord. And we said, okay, begin to dream within these themes. Like, what do you think God is saying to you about belonging, about family, about unity, about more within your specific ministry areas? And so, man, I got to tell you, man, our, 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 our teams can dream. Any, any dreamers in the room? I mean, we have some dreamers. Like, I mean, like, like, who are the people in the room that say, hey, what if? It's the what ifs. It's the, hey, maybe we coulds and maybe we shoulds and have you thought abouts? And, 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 and it was exciting. And um, they begin to email those to me. Anybody ever had sticker shock before? Anybody ever went to buy something new and you were all excited about it until you saw what it was going to cost? Like, these ministry leaders almost killed your pastor. 
Because when I got the emails first, man, I'm reading the stuff that they're hearing from the Lord. I'm seeing this, and I'm, like, so excited. Like, I'm like, man, this is awesome. And, like, I'm like, man, holy cow, Lord, this is, I mean, I mean it was emotional for me. But I didn't open the documents on purpose that had the price tag on it. Because I wanted this to be able to connect first with what they were dreaming about. And then I opened up the Excel files that said, and hey, here's what this dream is going to cost. Now, that Fred Sanford thing, you know, from Sanford and Son, you know, that uh, I'm going to have a, Elizabeth, I'm coming home, you know, maybe not. Okay, so um, that's a great show. You ought to watch it. Um, but we had, before I'd asked them to dream, I, I did remind them that at some point I had the responsibility to help wake them up. Right? And so here's how I gently nudged the team to wake up. So they brought me their, their, their ministry plan to, the, to the, some leadership. They brought their ministry plan, and they said, hey, here's what it's going to cost. And it was, it, was a, it, was, it was pretty high, right? And so we asked them a couple questions. I put them up on the screen so you could see this. The first question I asked the ministry team leaders was this. Is what you're presenting for 2020, is it an enhancement, something that makes our ministry or something better, or is it an opportunity to make a new disciple? Because some things that they were presented were uh, things that would, would is beautification or it was something that maybe work, help us work more efficiently, but it wasn't necessarily pointed at people. And, 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 and so both are good, both are needed, but if you only have a limited number of dollars and I have to choose, uh, we have to choose between uh, enhancements and people, like I'm always going to lead us to lean, lean towards people because God's mission is always aimed at people. God's mission, you need to know this, is always aimed at people. God sent his son to die, not for a building, but for a people. And so, hey, guys, when you look at your ministry dreams, uh, is there anything on there uh, that is more enhancement and less people? Let, let's kind of, let's, let's, let's categorize those. Then the second question that we asked them is, uh, could their dream be done in phases? And could their dream be accomplished in 2021? Like, for example, we bought this building last year. And uh, with it, it didn't, like, it didn't come with new ACs and new furnaces, right? And uh, is Doug in the room? No. I think it has like nine ACs out back, right? And they're all pretty old. And so one of Doug's things about Shawnee is that we need to replace all nine AC units, right? Okay, so, I'm, so my question to Doug was, do we need to do all of that today? Now, can some of that be done in phases? Like, which ones do we need to focus on in 2020, and which ones can we focus in 2021? Like, how do we apply some stewardship and some financial wisdom to, to, uh, to these things, right? And, and, and who, who wants a broken AC unit? No hands, right? Um, but at the same time, uh, enhancements, phases in 2021. Now, here's what's fun. is I didn't answer those questions for the team. I simply just asked them. And I put the ball back in their court, and they begin to process and think through, what's an enhancement? Uh, can this wait? Can we do this in phases? And, um, man, they did a great job. And so before I kind of show you this, I, I do want to say, and I have it written right here, that it is important to me and to those 37 leaders that what you're about to see is not our best ideas, okay? What you're, what you're about to see and touch is we believe what God has asked us to do in 2020. So I've got our ushers to come forward at this time, and we're going to hand out our uh, New City Church Shawnee 2020 ministry plan. They're going to pass these out. We're going to give you one per family, okay? One per family, and uh, just we're going to kind of turn on some little handout music, and this is going to be a good old time. And to kind of help them out, if you don't have one yet, just kind of hold that little hand up, and um, we're going to get you one.
Even if it's your first time here and you're just visiting, I'd love for you to have one of these. We got some hands up here on the front row. Because listen, even if you visit and if you never come back again, I'd love for you to pray about this, right? We believe this is what God's asking us to do. All right? Everybody got one that needs one? Any hands up? All right. One more here on the back. Let's get those over there. Thank you, Brandon. Back corner. Awesome. We good? Fantastic. Okay. Okay. So before we get into it all, um, so think about this. This is happening, by the way, this morning at all of our four locations. And so every location is getting their very own campus-specific ministry plan for 2020. And so imagine, I just said 37 leaders at Shawnee. There was a lot of people from all of our campuses that made this happen. And there was a lot of information that had to be gathered. And then we gave it to one person and said, hey, uh, can you make it pretty so that we can read it and hand it out? And so Libby, will you please stand up so we can just say thank you publicly for the hard work that you did on this? Awesome. Libby Thornton is our, our communications director here at New City Church, and uh, man, she did a fantastic job with this. If you open it up, you'll see a little letter from me. You can read that at another time. It's really good. <laughs> um, but I want you to focus on this page right here, the page with the four circles. We're going to start here this morning, and uh, I'm going to walk you through it all. I'm not going to read it all to you, okay? If you want me to read it to you, I will. I'm just not going to do it right now. But I am going to show you highlights. But we're going, to, uh, we're going to celebrate what God has done through this entire month. November, we have a specific holiday where we give Thanksgiving. Amen? And so we take the month of November and we tell God, thank you for everything that he's done in our ministry. And I want, you to, I want that to trickle down into your life. How are you thanking God for what he's done so far? We, we, we got to tell God, thank you more. We got to be appreciative in what he's done in our life. And so I'm going to lead the charge corporately, but how do you in your own tables, at your own homes, at your own workplaces, how do you say, God, thank you for what you've done? This page right here is, we're going to celebrate some stuff that's happened in 2019. Maybe you weren't a part of this, but I want you to recognize what God's done. If you have been, I want you to say, thank you, Lord, that I was here. Uh, First of all, our weekend average attendance in Shawnee is 412 people. That's pretty good, a weekend average of that. Uh, Here's what's really interesting about those numbers. I'm going to put it up on the screen behind me. Um, 88 of that, of that number are, are kids. And so we have an average adult on Sunday of 324. And, uh, but here's what's interesting. On our current roster, there are 734 adults who worship with us every month. So on any given Sunday, only 44% of the adults who call New City Church home are actually in the room. So it's not, it's almost... Uh, Two times a month we're coming to church or one in three. And the reason I share that is that my, one of my prayers for New City Church as we go into 2020 is that we use our space that God has uh, blessed us with in our neighborhood. Uh, I ask God that we could use this space that we've invested resources into by, because this place has a mortgage, that we would use it to its full potential. Meaning that I'm not really like happy when I see empty pews because I think there are people in our lives that we know that need to hear Jesus that could be sitting next to you. And that there's more opportunity for us to use this facility on Sunday morning to point people to Jesus. 
Last night, there was a vendor fair where a lot of uh, people from uh, our campuses came together and they sold their things. Like, I don't, I, I'm not an expert in it, but you know what a vendor fair is, right? But for me, that did my heart well because our building was being used. If you drive by our space, most nights of the week, there's cars in the parking lot where God is using this facility to be some type of ministry to somebody in our, in our cities. Even on Saturday morning at 10 a.m., Kingdom Living, it's a Messianic uh, 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 Jewish congregation. They meet here at 10 a.m. They have over 200 people that worship in this facility on Saturday morning. This is their church. When they invite people to go to church, they invite them to this facility. And I'm asking the Lord that he would use this space even more to its full potential, that it wouldn't be sitting empty through the week and only filled for an hour on Sunday. Now, why I talk about that, okay, is because, um, I'm trying to figure out how to say this before it makes sense. Um, I have learned that I can't speak into people's lives if they don't trust me. And neither can you. And so if we only see people every so often, you're not making church friends. You have church acquaintances. And here's what I will tell you. If you don't have church friends, at some point you have heard all my jokes. And if you don't have church friends, at some point you're going to say this place is too big. If you don't have church friends, at some point you're going to say, uh, you're going to realize that Pastor Matt really has only like 10 sermons that he just kind of continues to repackage, right? Maybe that's not totally true. But my point is this. Um, If you don't make church friends, the reason you come here today will at some point get old and not feel as fresh to you, and you will begin to say things like, I'm just not getting fed there. And you will make other statements that are, are true, but church friends are the glue that keep you connected to a body. You can't belong and you can't be unified and you can't have family if nobody knows your name. If every time you walk in the lobby, you have to ask somebody what their name is or you have to reintroduce yourself, man, what, like, they don't do that in my family. Like, nobody, when I walk in, my kids don't go, who are you? They know who I am, right? And so, uh, man, that's, that's, we want to know who you are. Let's switch over to that blue circle there. And again, I'm just spending some time on a couple of these, not all of them. 169 people are currently in our disciple-making pathway. 169 people. Now, I want you to take that number, and I want you to look at uh, the second black number in the list, 185 adults that are currently in city groups. That's over 300 people who are in a group of some sort talking about Jesus. Man, to me, that, that just gets me excited. I I, I got the, the, the final copy of this while I was on an airplane coming back from Atlanta, and I was fighting back tears in the middle seat because I was so excited about what God has done in the life of New City Church over the past year. 300 and something folks who are, who are being prayed for, cared for. And I want to encourage you, if you're not in that number and you're looking to make church friends, man, you're in the right place. We want to see that happen in your life. I want you to notice at the bottom there, that big give offering, our Thanksgiving offering last year was almost $76,000 in Shawnee. That was significant because our largest offering to date globally with all of our campuses at that time was like $35,000. But last year, just in Shawnee, with the congregation we had at that time, man, the generosity was off the charts. We asked for $100,000, and with all of our campuses, we received $105,000. And 75 of that 105 came from this campus right here. And I want to say, way to go. If you look at our generosity this year, we have 253 people who are consistent givers to the ministry and the missions of New City Church with a collected year-to-date offering of almost $600,000. And so thank you for your generosity 
healthy, and I want you to see what God has done with that. I saw Darren and Yuli. You guys are right here. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. You got to stand back up. You got to stand back up. They got baptized last week. All right. Keep standing. Keep standing. So I had to ask Libby to change the baptism number because it wasn't right. I said, it ain't 25, it's 27. And so, like, guys, you can sit down. I had them in my office just a minute ago. They wrote their name on the baptism prayer wall. Guys, we're seeing people go public with their faith in Jesus. Like, your ministry dollars are impacting the lives of men, real people. That number 27, it's, a, it's two real people. Those 412 people on average attendance, guess what? That's you. Look at the person next to you and say, I'm a real number. I'm a real number. Like, like these, we can't put names on everything, but man, these numbers represent real people. And man, I, I get pumped about real people. Let's turn the page. Now listen, sometimes you people say, Matt, you talk too fast. Well, hang on. I'm just telling you. All right, hang on. All right. I am going to try to go slow. But I, listen, I, New City is what God's called me to lead. It's what God's asked me to do. Moved here in, in 2010 to do this and to see what's happening eight years in and to get to share with you what we believe God wants to do in 2020 is emotional. I get fired up. And when I get fired up, I talk real fast, right? So if I'm talking slow, know that I'm bored out of my mind. Now, here we go. So we're going to talk first about worship and teaching. On the next several pages, what you're going to see is an objective and then strategies. I'm not going to read every one of these to you, but I'm just going to kind of talk to you about them, all right? So here in a nutshell is the worship and teaching objective for 2020. We are wanting to increase the spiritual temperature of this church. That, right? Like whatever woohoo looks like for you is what we want to see happen. I'm not a woohoo kind of guy, right? But I want to see my love for Jesus increase in 2020. And we're going to do everything we can to light that, uh, that temperature up so that you, like, when you leave here, you're like, I love Jesus more today than I did last Sunday. And it may be reflected in a woo-hoo, it may be reflected with your hand raised, or it may be reflected in a completely different way, but we want to see that happen. One of the ways we're going to continue to do that is, man, having just spirit-led praise and worship with Curtis and the team. We're going to continue in that. Um, um, one of the, Don Noah, I don't think he's in the room right now, but he's one of our elders. And if, uh, can you put up that pathway picture, please, Melissa? I think I have it there. Uh, I want to show you guys this because it'll help make some sense. So this is kind of like our playbook for our expectations for you. Like no more un, unspoken expectations. Like we want you to know where you are in our pathway and where we want to see you go. And we want to see everybody multiply your life. Like unapologetically, I want to see everybody multiply your life, but we got to get there. Now, here's what we're going to do as a church family. See that middle circle, serve in ministry? Serve in ministry is very tangible. It means you're serving in a ministry. And every ministry at New City Church, we plan through this process called planning center. So we actually know who you are, and we have your number, and we have your address, and like, like, you're, like we can contact you when we need to. Here is what we're intentionally doing in 2020. Everybody who is in that middle circle and to the right, we're going to pastor the snot out of you. I mean, you're going to be assigned an elder. You're going to be assigned a staff member that's going to contact you monthly and ask you how you're doing. Like I heard today from one of our members that she hasn't been here since August because she broke two bones in an ankle. And I'm like, why do you, like, but she's not, she's not on that. And so I didn't know it because she didn't tell us. And so she's been walking around on a walker around her house for two months. And, and I'm frustrated because I didn't get to care for her. And it wasn't because I didn't want to, it was because I didn't know. That stuff's got to stop. Are you with me? 
Like, if you're going to call this place home, and if you're going to invest your time and your energy and your resources here, man, we're going to pastor the snot out of you. That might sound gross, but it's a good thing, right? I want you to know that, like, you might leave New City, but it's not going to be because somebody doesn't know your name and you're not being cared for. And that's, that's just, man, I'm passionate about that thing. All right, let's turn the page. Uh, let's see here. The next one is the first impressions and connections. Where's Miss Diana at? She's still in here. She stepped outside. She just handed out the brochures and then they all ran off on me. Um, so here's the simple one for the connections in the worship team. Man, they're passionate in 2020 and the strategies they are laying out is to provide a place for everyone in this room to belong. And that's what we want to do. We just want to know that you have a place to belong. If you want to stand in the corner and let everybody just kind of leave you alone, you can do that thing. But man, we want to provide you a place. If you want to make church friends and you want to be known, we're going to do that. And it's my heart that you would want that, but I know everything happens in time and in season. Let's turn the page to Kid City. I see Valerie. Valerie, will you stand up, please? So Valerie is our staff uh, position who oversees our, our family ministry, our Kid City area. And, man, she's got a great team. And, uh, and so I just want you guys to know who she is. Valerie, you can sit down. But we, in, in our family ministry, we call it Orange. And here's why we call it orange is because you have the color red, which represents the heart of your family. Like you have the, man, a a bunch of love for your family. It's red. And in the church, you have yellow. We're the light of the world, right? That we're we're pointing people to Jesus. So we take the red, the heart of the family, and we take yellow, the light of the, the local church, and we blend those together. And what do we get? orange, right? And so, man, Val and her team in 2020, um, they are uh, passionate, and you'll see the strategies, to partner with us as families so that we can win. I mean, raise your hand if you have children in the room, whether they're little or they're teens, or they're, uh, you know, you're still parenting in some way. Now, don't put them down yet. Keep them up if it's sometimes hard. Like, my, my son Luke, he's eight. Guys, he can take me to a whole nother level. Do you have a Luke in your life? Maybe you married him. I don't know. But, but listen, Valerie and the Kid City team, we want to partner with you. Honestly, we want to partner with you to help you win at home and point your children towards Jesus. Look at the student city. The next page. I brought a weapon for this one because of teenagers. All right. I'm, I'm, listen, I am not an outdoorsman, man. When God made the shade, he was thinking of me, right? And so... Um, But Adam Freeman is our student pastor, and he is doing an awesome job. He's been on staff with us for almost a year, and I'm telling you something. um, Your kids are arrows, right? Children are arrows. This is scriptural, right? God says to pray for a quiver full of them, right? But what is an arrow's responsibility? What's its its job? To be shot, right? And so what I want to tell you about our student ministry, don't worry, I'm not going to shoot this, so don't like be hiding, right? I'm not even going to pull it back. But you need a student, sorry, Brandon, you need a student ministry, right, that is going to help you aim your arrows. Because this is step one. But if I, let, if I move my little pointy finger here, is that arrow going to fly? What has to happen for an arrow to fly? It's got to be pulled back. Guess what teenagers hate? Being pulled back. You know what? Guess what adults hate? <laughs> Being pulled back. But the only way that we can get arrows to fly is to pull them back, and then what? Aim it. Well, you got to aim it. For, you can let go. <laughs> Hope you hit a bird. Or you can train up a child in the way he should go or she should go. When they're older, they will hit that target. And I, I, here's what I'm committing to you in 2020, and we're doing this now, and we're going to continue it. If you're looking for the most lights and fog in a student ministry, we're not your church. Just being honest. 
But if you're looking for a stand-up dude that has a lot of integrity in Adam, who loves teaching God's word, and who doesn't lower the bar for your teenagers, for your kids, but he says, no, 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 no. This is how we follow Jesus. Then I think you might have found your church home. And I would encourage you to get plugged in with Adam and the Student City team because I think he's doing a fantastic, fantastic job. I'd put my kids there. I think they're awesome. I think he's awesome. Thank you, Student City team leaders. Community outreach. There's a ton of stuff on this page. Ton of stuff. We're continuing some things. We're changing some things. We're engaging in some more things. You can read that. There's a lot of things. We're going to be even doing on the 24th our chicken drop this year. And you can uh, walk with us and hand out frozen chickens to our neighborhood. Yes, it's as crazy as it sounds, but it's awesome. All right? Look at disciple making on the next page. Where is Stanton at? I saw Stanton. Stanton and Summer, you guys both can stand. So disciple making at New City is not just a tagline. It's not uh, like like this little thing that we say and don't mean. It's not something that we go, hey, I hope y'all do this, right? I'm a disciple maker. And our elders are disciple makers. And our staff are disciple makers. And our ministry leaders, those 37 people that got together, they're disciple makers. And notice I'm not saying they're into discipleship. No, we're making disciples. We're disciple makers. And we're vested financially into this. We have Trista Vuz as our uh, discipleship pastor at New City Church. And then at every campus, we have discipleship, discipleship champions. And for us, that's Stanton Cole. And Stanton's going to start in that role in uh, January of 2020. And his job right? Just like Bill Belichick. I know we don't like him in Kansas City, but Bill Belichick, what I like about him is he says, just do your job. What Stanton's job is, is to make sure that we don't lose our passion or the aiming of make, being a church that makes disciples, that makes disciples, that makes disciples. So we need to be praying for Stan and encouraging him and Summer in this leadership role. So thank you guys. Love you. And glad you're on the team. It's awesome. And you can see their objectives and their strategies there that they have. And then sticker shock. You want to turn that page over? So the ministry leaders at New City Church, this is the third E. This is the embrace, right? And this is how we embrace the ministry. And when you put together, hey, Matt, here is our dream for the 2020 ministry plan, and here's how much we think it's going to cost. The total in Shawnee was $92,245. And that cost right there will fully fund all of the ministry that we, wanna, that we believe that God is asking us to do in 2020. Now, very few people in this room, maybe anyone that I, I don't know you by name, if you do, hey, that's awesome. Uh, but the Miller family can't give this. Right, And there's probably very few, if any, families that could say, hey, you know what, we're going to fund this whole thing. But here's what I've seen in New City over and over again, is that we can do so much more together than we can on our own. And how I'm asking you to embrace what we believe God has given us in 2020 is to say, what can I do? How can I participate towards that goal? And here's how we do that. Every year on the Sunday before Thanksgiving, it's the last Sunday of the month, November the 24th, that's Thanksgiving Day. We have an annual offering, and that's where I ask for us to give our most generous sacrificial gift on that day. And this year, we're using those resources to fully fund the 2020 ministry ministry budget of New City Church. Why am I telling you about this today? I'm telling you about this today so that you can begin to pray and prepare for what God is asking you or how God is asking you to embrace this 2020 ministry plan. How do you embrace it? Like, how do you begin to pray and say, God, what do you want me to do? What do you begin? When I say a sacrificial gift, that means I'm going to stop doing this for a season so that I can do this one time. 
And what, what does that look like for you? So that on the 24th, you come in and I'm like, man, here's how I'm going to em- embrace this. And I'm going to be my most generous. Tonight, for our ministry leaders who are in the room, who are coming to the ministry leader summit, I'm going to unpack more about that tonight. So I hope that you'll make your best effort to be here. But that's just kind of what we've got. It's what we believe God has invited us into. Here's what I would ask you to do. Okay, I'm going to wrap up, wrap up the teaching portion today. This doesn't belong in the trash can. And I would ask that you would um, not make this an idol of any sort, but I do ask that you would spend time praying through this with maybe a pen or a highlighter and circling the things that you're passionate about, circling the things you're concerned about or curious about, ask questions. But how can you begin to embrace the things that, that, that our ministry leaders are beginning to present to us as a church family? And then what does that look like on the 24th for us to give? And so this is a kind of where my heart went this morning, and maybe I'm goofy, but I want you to turn back to the front page there. See all those pictures of all those people? Real folks. I don't know if your picture's in one of those. I have no idea. I didn't pick the photos. If, you didn't, if your pictures didn't make the thing, you can put Libby in a headlock. But, uh, but listen, these are real people. Every page, real people. And my question to us is this as a ministry. If it is true that God's mission is always aimed at people, who are the people in our lives that we want to see impacted for the kingdom of God in 2020 because we were faithful to what God called us to do. I have friends in my life that need Jesus. I have friends in my life who I am praying that the ministries that's represented in this 2020 ministry plan, that it impacts them, and that this would be the year that they would say yes to Jesus this would be the year that they would be baptized. It would be the year they would begin to serve in ministry. Like this would, this would be the year. And so when you think of this, I, I want you to connect names with like, what's the family that you know with, that your kids go to school with, that's in your neighborhood, that you know they're struggling at home. And you, they got the great house and the three-car garage and all these things, but man, uh, th- their home life is tough. That They need a little bit of Kid City in their life. Or they have that teenager that's just struggling, and you're like, man, what you said about Adam Freeman and Student Cindy, I got to get those people, like, real people. And so here's how I would like for us to end this morning, is I want to pray for the people that we don't yet know, that we're going to know this time next year, because we were faithful to do what God invited us to do. Guys, we ain't playing church. We're, We're living in a city surrounded by other great cities, we have neighbors and friends and coworkers that the local church is the hope of the world. And again, is the local church a building? No, the local church is you and I. We are the ministers. We are the 2020 ministry plan. And I'm asking you to embrace this, to get behind it, not just with time and not just the heartbeat, but get behind it financially. Because I think we're going to see a lot of people come to know Jesus in 2020. And we're going to give some high fives. Because it's a good thing. Can we pray for that? Awesome. So that's what we're going to do. Jesus, all of the things that are represented on these pages, God, we believe they are from you. Father, help us to embrace them. Father, I pray for favor. I pray for blessing. I pray for wisdom. God, I pray that you would help us uh, help us accomplish uh, within our families, within our homes, God, within the, our workplaces, the opportunities to be the light of the local church. 
God, I pray for those in this room who they don't have a good vision for their life in 2020 when it comes to following you. Father, I pray for those who they came into this room squinting and with a spiritual headache because they can't see what you're doing in their life. Father, I, I ask for the responsibility to be the church that helps them see you better. I pray for the responsibility to be the ministry that allows them to see you with perfect vision. God, thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for inviting us into work uh, with you and to partner with you. And God, I don't say this facetiously at all. God, I, I ask that you would see these things come to be because God, our passion and our desire is to partner with you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thank you for supporting the teaching ministry of New City Church. I mean, if this podcast inspired you and you want to partner with New City, you can give now by clicking the link in the description or visit newcitychurch.com slash podcast for more information. Have a blessed day.